0: Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily Number 374. It is Monday, June 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Rebel is not dead but is anonymous. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetechcom That's N-W-A-J Tech.com. Good morning. Happy Monday. Another week begins. This is a full week for most of us. So sorry, guys. No short four-day week, but it is a full week. Five days. Five whole working days. And if you're in the Northeast, I apologize for the the heat not much I can do about that or anybody else for that matter we just have to deal with it for another day or a day and a half or so anyway wherever you listen to this if you could like share comment or review that would be spectacular and if you're in a HIPAA compliant business you can go to Facebook and or LinkedIn type get HIPAA compliance into the search and join the group I first want to give a shout out to Joel Joel you know who you are what you're doing. I told you I would make you wait, but I'm not going to make you wait. So that was was pretty quick and painless, wasn't it? Um, and I I just gonna, you know, as we're going to go through this, we, we have a lot of, a lot of news articles about ransomware yet again. And it just seems like ransomware is just surging right now. I don't know why that is if, you know, because there's all this new ransomware mitigation stuff going on. If maybe, the gangs are trying to get it in before more extreme measures are taken. I don't know because now you see reports the U.S. is going to treat ransomware similar to the way they treat terrorist activity. Um, there's groups now whose main priority is to stop the, the spread of ransomware. A lot of new things, the, the insurance companies are taking a, a more tougher stance against ransomware gangs so a lot of new things coming and i wonder if it's why we're seeing a surge in ransomware that maybe they're trying to get their money while they can um i don't know that we're going to be able to stop it anytime soon but it sure seems like there's been a flurry of it as of late but let's jump into it unpatched vmware vcenter software Cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency the us CISA. Is reporting that they are aware of a likelihood that a cyber threat actors are attempting to exploit CVE 2021 21985, a remote code execution vulnerability in VMware vCenter Server and VMware Cloud Foundation. Although patches were made available on May 25th, 2021, unpatched systems remain an attractive target and attackers can exploit this vulnerability to take control of an unpatched system. And in fact, there was another report that said they are taking advantage of this and are looking for this vulnerability. So if you use VMware vCenter server or VMware cloud foundation and you have not yet patched, it's been a couple of weeks now, you should probably take care of that ASAP in order to avoid any heartache. TikTok quietly updated its privacy policy to collect users biometric data. I wasn't going to talk about this at first, but um, I thought it was interesting as I thought about it some more, because they've been under fire before for their their privacy policy uh, with the U.S., primarily the U.S. So now they are popular short-form video sharing. This is on the Hacker News, by the way. Popular short-form video sharing service. TikTok quietly revised its privacy policy in the U.S., allowing it to automatically collect biometric information such as face prints and voice prints, from the content its users post on the platform. That would be concerning to me. The policy change first spotted on TechCrunch or by TechCrunch went into effect on June 2nd. TikTok users who reside in the European Economic Area, EEA, the UK, Switzerland, and other geographies, including India, where the service operates, are exempted from the changes, which is also interesting. I wonder if that has anything to do with GDPR or other data... Protection laws we may collect biometric identifiers and biometric information is defined under us laws such as face prints and voice prints from your user content where required by law we will seek any required permissions from you prior to any such collection the bytedance owned company said in a newly introduced section called image and audio audio information so we will wait to see what comes of that but um That, to me, I would be concerned with that. I do not share content on TikTok, but I do watch some content because there is some funny stuff on there. Um, Live streams go down across Cox Radio and TV stations in apparent ransomware attack. This is on the record, and this is actually going back a few days to Thursday. This was reported. Live streams for radio and TV stations owned by Cox Media Group, one of the largest media conglomerates in the U.S., have gone down earlier on Thursday and what multiple sources have described as a ransomware attack. The incident took place earlier this morning or Thursday morning and impacted the internal networks and live streaming capabilities for Cox media properties such as web streams and mobile apps. Official websites, telephone lines and normal programming remained running, but live programming could not go on air as scheduled. Thursday morning, we were told to shut down everything and log out of our emails to ensure nothing spread. According to, my friends at affiliate stations, we shut things down in time to be safe and should be back up and running soon. A Cox employee shared in a private conversation earlier Friday. Live streams for some of the impacted TV stations have returned online, according to checks performed by the record. But most of the Cox radio streams are still offline when they wrote this on Thursday. Uh, and and I did not see an update from it. In fact, I didn't see much news about it at all. Um. So it is kind of curious that it wasn't really made mainstream news. The Cox Media Group owns 57 radio and and TV stations across 20 U.S. markets. So we'll see if there's more news about it later. Bleepy Computer says Microsoft starts up auto-updating Windows, Windows 10 2004 to Windows 10 21H1. So if you have an older version of Windows 10 2004 you will automatically be updated to Windows 10 21H1 which is the May 2021 feature update. I've been pushing out to clients little by little. There not um some interesting features like you know the weather is available in your toolbar. Um some again it's all features so not security but it's um and then actually this week should be Patch Tuesday so we'll see um but It's mostly cosmetic stuff. Um, Nothing. I haven't run into any issues with the update. So. Whatever that's worth. Hopefully there won't be any issues for the the rest of the world that hasn't updated already. GitHub. This is Bleepy Computer as well. GitHub's new policies allow removal of proof of concept exploits used in attacks. GitHub announced on Friday their updated community guidelines that explain how the company will deal with exploits and malware samples hosted on their service. To give some background behind the new policy changes, security researcher Nguyen Zhang uploaded a proof-of-concept exploit to GitHub in March for the Microsoft Exchange Proxy logon vulnerability. Soon after uploading the exploit, Zhang received an email from Microsoft-owned GitHub stating that the proof-of-concept exploit was removed as it violated the acceptable use policies. In a statement to Bleep a Computer, GitHub said that they took down the proof of concept, also called POC, by the way, to protect Microsoft Exchange servers that were being heavily exploited at the time using the vulnerability. So that just seems to make sense to me. However, GitHub faced immediate backlash from security researchers who felt that GitHub was policing the disclosure of legitimate security research simply because it was affecting a Microsoft product. So I can see where they might... I could also see the security researchers concerns there um you know so take it with a grain of salt from both perspectives there in april github issued a call for feedback to the cybersecurity community regarding the po- their policies for malware and exploits hosted on github after a month of input github officially announced yesterday that repositories created to host malware for malicious campaigns act as a command and control server or used to distribute malicious scripts are prohibited. I, I, honestly, I think that that's probably best. I think if you're going to upload those types of things, you should do it in your own environment. However, the uploading of proof of concept exploits and malware are permitted as long as they have a dual user purpose. In the context of malware and exploits, dual use means content that could be used for the positive sharing of new information and research while at the same time can also be used for malicious purposes. So not sure who gets to determine that, but here are the key changes added to GitHub guidelines. We explicitly explicitly permit dual-use security technologies, as I just mentioned, in content related to research into vulnerabilities, malware, and exploits. We've clarified how and when we may disrupt ongoing attacks that are leveraging the GitHub platform as an exploiter malware content delivery network, CDN. We made clear that we have an appeals and reinstatement process directly in this policy. We've suggested a means by which parties may resolve disputes prior to escalating or reporting abuse to GitHub. So the policy doesn't seem that unreasonable, um, and I get the concern. I get the concern from both sides, but anonymous. So this is interesting too because I saw reports on mainstream media, but I did not see a rep- any report of this on any of the. Security websites that I used for this podcast. So it's interesting to me. I don't know if it's because e- Anonymous is no longer taken seriously, um, because most people don't believe Anonymous exists anymore and it's just somebody playing games. But Anonymous threatens Elon Musk in video telling narcissistic rich dude to expect us. And I watched the video. It's interesting. It's, you know, typical Anonymous video. Hacking Group Anonymous has warned Elon Musk to expect us in a video that accused the billionaire CEO of Tesla and SpaceX of ruining lives by manipulating cryptocurrency markets. And so if you pay attention at all to cryptocurrency and Elon Musk, you know that he has um, tweeted and uh, posted on social media platforms about the different cryptocurrencies and Dogecoin skyrocketed for a few weeks, came, came back a little bit as of late and then other cryptocurrencies he's talked about and his accounts have actually been, um, compromised in a sense. Some of them have been duplicated or false or um, clone accounts have been created to get people to try to purchase cryptocurrencies or fall for scams and so forth for the past several years. You have just, so this is the message for the past several years. You have enjoyed one of the most favorable reputations of anyone in the billionaire class because you have tapped into the desire that many of us have to live in a world with electric cars and, ex- and space exploration. But recently you carefully created a public image and being exposed. I'm oh, sorry, hold on. But recently you're carefully created publicly is being exposed and people are beginning to see you as nothing more than another narcissistic rich dude who is desperate for attention and continued. And the video is on YouTube. If you just Google Anonymous and Elon Musk, it'll come up. It appears that your quest to save the world is more rooted in a superiority and savior savior complex that is an actual concern for humanity. Alongside clips of news reports, and the person continues, this has been obvious to your employees for a long time who have faced intolerable conditions under your command for years. It is also obvious the young children working in your overseas lithium mines which are destroying the local environment as well. The person goes on to say that plenty of other companies are working on space exploration and electric vehicles, but Musk is the only CEO who has gained a cult following through um, spit posting, so you can figure, replace the P with an H, and trolling the world on social media. The video was posted after Musk posted cryptic tweets on Thursday night, suggesting he was ending his relationship with Bitcoin, prompting the ki- currency, cryptocurrency, to tumble in value. So, in the video, anonymous called uh, claimed Tesla made more money holding Bitcoin for a few months than in years of co- selling cars, and that it was widely believed that Musk has been forced to denounce the company's involvement with the cryptocurrency in order to retain government subsidies. So, it's interesting stuff, and if it's true. Um, makes you wonder what is next for Bitcoin and or Elon Musk. If you look at some of these comments on here, it's uh, painting a very negative picture of Elon Musk for sure. And I am sure most of us have heard some of the stories now. But Bitcoin taking a hit because of what Elon Musk says. Imagine if somebody had that kind of power over the U.S. dollar or the you know Japanese yen. Or the euro, whatever currencies are out there. Threat post says Revel ransomware gang spilled, spilled details on U.S. attacks. The Revel ransomware gang is interviewed on the Telegram channel called Russian OSINT. Cyber criminals behind the JBS Foods ransomware attack claimed they had no intent to target United States based firms. The group identified as the Soto Nakibi Revel ransomware gang also said it was not afraid of being labeled a cyber terrorist group. Spokesperson for Revel shared his position in an interview on YouTube and Telegram channel called Russian OSINT early Friday. The validity of the Revel source cannot be independently confirmed by ThreatPost. However, the Revel ransomware gang has used the Russian OSINT channel several times to discuss criminal activities such as future targets, alliances, and revenues. The brief Russian language interview revealed that the cyber criminal gang had originally focused its efforts on an unspecified Brazil-based entity or multiple entities. According to a rebel source, the gang was trying to stay away from the U.S. and U.S.-based firms, which is interesting that they uh, were trying to avoid the U.S. The rebel group is widely believed responsible for the cyber attack that knocked out operations at JBS Foods, the the global food distributor has confirmed to the Biden administration it believes the Revel Group is responsible for the attack. Interestingly enough, by the way, they are fully operational again. Revel is known for both audacious attacks on the world's biggest organizations and astronomical ransoms. In April, it tried to extort Apple just hours before its new product launch, demanding $50 million extortion fee. I don't know if you remember that. We did talk about it. it they claimed to have blueprints of some of the Apple products. Um, and I don't think they got what they wanted from Apple. So, As of Tuesday, JBS Foods said they were able to resume shipping food from nearly all of its U.S. facilities and making progress in resuming plant operations in the U.S. and Australia in response to Biden administration admonished Russia. The White House is engaging directly with the Russian government on this matter and delivering the message that responsible states do not harbor ransomware criminals, said White House Press Secretary Karine Jean- Jean-Pierre in Sunday interview. Key claims made by Revel rebel gang on the Russian OSI NT channel included the recent attack impacting JBS Foods was originally directed at a Brazilian entity. Rebel doesn't understand why the U.S. has inter- intervened in this case. The gang members said... Current U.S. legislation, if passed, that would restrict ransomware victims from paying a ransom would not be a deterrent for future attacks. The group is not afraid of being considered terrorist. The group originally restricted U.S. targets in the attacks. So, again, flip a coin there because they're avoiding U.S. for some reason, but at the same time claim not to be afraid of being labeled terrorists. Um, new Evil Corp Ransomware mimics Payload Bin Gang to evade U.S. Sanction, sanctions. The new Payload Bin Ransomware has been intr- attributed to the Evil Corp Cybercrime Gang rebranded to evade sanctions imposed by the U.S. Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets Control, OFAC. The Evil Corp Gang, also known, also known as Indrick Spider and the Drydex Gang, so we've talked more Drydex than anything else on this podcast, but started as an affiliate for the Zeus botnet. Over time, they formed a group that focused on distributing the banking Trojan and downloader called Drydex via phishing email. As gangs started to transition to highly profitable ransomware attacks, Evil Corp launched a ransomware operation called Bitpaymer, which was delivered via the Drydex malware in compromised corporate networks. After being sanctioned by the U.S. government in 2019, ransomware negotiation firms refused to facilitate ransomware payments for Evil Corp ransomware attacks to avoid facing fines for or legal actions from the Treasury Department. Evil Corp began renaming their ransomware operations to different names such as Wasted Locker, Hades, and Phoenix to bypass these sanctions. Threat actors used Phoenix in an attack insurance firm, CNA. You remember, may remember that. Um... I think early this year. After breaching the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C., the stealing unencrypted data and stealing unencrypted data, the Babook gang said they were quitting ransomware encryption and instead focus on data theft and extortion. So, eliminating one of the steps. Maybe it's not that efficient. At the end of May, the Babook data leak site had designed refresh where the ransomware gang rebranded as a new group called Payload Binge. And there's actually a screenshot of that here. On Thursday, Bleepy Computer found a new ransomware called Payload Bin that was uploaded to VirusTotal that we immediately assumed was related to the rebranding of Babook Locker. When installed, the ransomware will append the Payload Bin extension to encrypted files. And there's a screenshot of that. Furthermore, the ransom notice named payloadbin readmetxt that states that the victim's network is locked with Payload Bin ransomware. So this is the new Evil Corp ransomware called Payload Bin. And we do have some HIPAA news to report. Ransomware attacks affect Sturdy Memorial Hospital and UF Health. So we talked about UF Health already, so I will skip that one. Sturdy Memorial Hospital in Attleboro, Mass. is notifying 57,379 Patients about a computer security incident that occurred on February 9th in which patient data was stolen. According to the hospital's breach notice, an unauthorized individual gained access to its systems, but the hospital secured those systems later the same day. The individual demanded a ransom payment to prevent the exposure or sale of data stolen in the attack. The hospital took the decision to pay the ransom and received assurances all stolen data would be permanently destroyed and would not be further disclosed. It is unclear whether this was simply a data theft incident or whether ransomware had been been used in the attack third party computer forensics experts were engaged to investigate the breach and a review was conducted to determine what patient data was compromised. The review was completed on April 21st and all affected individuals, individuals started to be notified on May 28th so that is three and a half months after the attack which means they did not follow HIPAA guidelines. Sturdy Memorial Hospital said that in addition to its own patients, some patient data from other health healthcare providers, partners such as Harbor Medical Associates, South Shore Medical Center, and providers affiliated with South Shore Physician Hospital Organization was also compromised. And The risk and compliance firm LogicGate has identified a security incident in which the protected health information of 47,035 individuals has potentially been compromised. LogicGate explained in breach notification letters that an unauthorized individual gained access to credentials for its Amazon Web Service Cloud Storage servers, which was used to store backup files of customers that use that use its risk cloud platform. The risk cloud platform is used by companies to identify and manage compliance risks and meet data protection and security standards all backup files stored in AWS S3 buckets are encrypted, but the attacker was able to use the credentials to decrypt the data. The backup file contained customer data that had been uploaded to their risk cloud environment. Prior to February 23rd, logic said it did not identify any decrypt events associated with the customer stored attachments. It is unclear whether data, any customer data was exfiltrated by the attacker and no details have been released about how the credentials were obtained. Hoboken Radiology in New Jersey has started notifying patients about a security breach that occurred between June 2nd of 2019, so two years ago, and December 1st of 2020. In a recent press release, Hoboken Radiology said it received a notification on February 3rd, 2020, still six months ago, seven months ago, about, a spi- about suspicious activity on its medical imaging server third party cybersecurity spe- specialists were engaged to investigate the incident and determine if any patient data had been accessed by unauthorized individuals the investigation is still ongoing but it was confirmed that there were suspicious connections from an external source through between the above dates and i'm assuming those above dates were june 2nd 2019 and december 1st 2020 the affected server contained patient data which could have potentially been viewed or obtained by unauthorized individuals. The review of the files on the server found they contained a range of patient data, including names, genders, dates of birth, treatment dates, referring physician names, patient ID numbers, accession numbers, medical images, and description of those images, social security numbers, payment details, payment card details, financial information, and medical insurance information were not compromised so the, so I'll repeat that social security numbers payment card details financial information and medical insurance information were not compromised while unauthorized access to the server was confirmed no evidence was found to indicate any actual attempted misuse of the patient data policies procedures and processes related to the storage of, of and access to the personal information are being reviewed and will be updated to better protect patient data in the future. Has not been re- reported to the HHS OCR as of yet, so we don't know how many people. Glacier Medical Associates in Whitefish, Montana has announced it suffered a security breach on April 7th, in which patient data was potentially exposed. The third party digital forensics experts were engaged to investigate the breach and determine the nature of the scope of the incident. The investigation concluded on May 10th. No evidence of data theft was found and there have been no reported cases of misuse with patient data no information has been released about the nature of the breach practice administrator kelly michelle m-e-u-c-h-e-l was advised by the practice's legal counsel not to disclose the number of individuals affected an incident has not yet appeared on the hhs office of civil rights breach portal michelle said that All affected individuals will be notified by mail, will be advised about the types of information that were compromised. So um, there you have it. That is going to do it for this edition of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.